the audio is clear, we can move on. <laughs> yes, all good now. Okay, brilliant. So, guys, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about the Bob Proctor work. And um, before I go into this, we're going to really focus on... Hi, Sophie Love. I really want to focus on the terror barrier. So, if you're watching this now or on the replay, because I know lots of you catch this on the replay. Um, is the terror barrier something that you're new to? Or is the terror barrier something that you've done with me before? If I say terror barrier, do you know what I'm talking about? Because I'm just kind of debating inwardly how deep to go into this. Because if you guys know what it is, we can go straight into process. was introduced to you by it in Crace's PPP. Brilliant, brilliant. Sophie, I'm guessing you know it. Michelle, I'm guessing you've heard me talk about the Terrabarian. I know Steph knows it. That was my only work with it, okay. Learned about it in your Insta lives, brilliant. Brilliant, 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 all good. Michelle knows it too, okay. So I'm not gonna spend the whole session today talking about the terror barrier. I will go into the terror barrier. We will do the terror barrier activity. But I was really sitting with what I love to do on the bonus session for these, um, for the, to, to close the events, I always love to do like a Bob Proctor session. And it's because his course, Thinking Into Results, really, really changed my life. It was a, a lot of principles that I'd never been exposed to before, but actually really normalized the things that you go through on your journey towards success. Um, one of the things being the terror barrier, that was the first time that anyone taught me that manifestation isn't just meant to feel good, that there are moments of deep uncomfortability. And um, I was just reading today, I was in my self-study, I'm having a bit of a chill day, and in my self-study I was reading there is a section, and I'm going to take pictures of this so you guys can save it, because I really, really, really think it's going to impact your life in a very positive way and this is a um a paragraph or a not paragraph it's like a section taken from albert en gray who i have no idea who he is but apparently he's famous for um writing a speech and doing a body of work on the common denominator of success and i think this is really 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 interesting because there's all of these pre there's all of these thoughts right this person is successful because they're innately special. This person is successful because of whatever reasons your mind tells you that they're different to you. But what I love about Albert Gray and his research is he actually like underpins what is behind success. And he chose one thing, okay? And this one thing is related to the terror barrier. And I'd love to know anyone watching this, can you guess what that one thing is? What is that one thing, right, that is the common denominator of successful people? And success, by the way, when we say success, this is such an, a subjective word for success. For some people, it might be finances. For another person, it might be a family setup, relationship setup that they want. For another person, it could just be a really joyful, not just be, huge thing, a joyful existence. Um, but he's talking about people that feel at the end of their life that was a successful life. What is the common denominator? How you relate to failure, really interesting. Yes and no. Yes and no, Kate. Beliefs, 100% a thing, but it's not what he says. We've talked about beliefs here. It's really, really interesting. I'm, I'm very curious if anyone's going to get it. The common denominator of success. Faith, hope, trust, 
yes, these are all really good ideas, but it's not what he wrote. I want to know if anyone gets this. I probably wouldn't have guessed it, but I love that it's this. When I read this quote, okay, know that I would not use this language um, and I will just re-explain the language after the quote because I would not use this. <laughs> you can tell this was written a very long time ago. Uh, Michelle says guilt, no, consistency is kind of it, but also not it. Okay. The common denominator of success, the secret of success of every person who has ever been successful lies in the fact Okay, listen to all the language here. They formed the habit of doing things that failures don't like to do. We're gonna replace the word with failure with other people. We're not gonna refer to people as successes and failures. I don't think that's helpful, okay? But he says the global denominator behind success is the willingness to do things that other people don't wanna do. I always say this, if you've heard me speak enough, I'm like, the reason that I am where I am is because I am willing to do things that other people don't wanna do. For example, go on Instagram Live every day for the rest of the year. Doesn't take that much time or energy. I'm not burnt out by doing a live every day, okay? <laughs> um, I think about, I think about the skills that I've had to build to run the business that I have. I think about the hard conversations that I've had to have with team that make me feel deeply uncomfortable. I think about the personal work where I've had to really take, you know, I think about Sophie on the live here yesterday and she was like realizing, oh, I have to really take responsibility for my attitude because that is creating results in my life, right? A lot of people aren't willing to do that, okay? So there's all of these things, and then it's developing the habit. So there's two words here. The common denominator of successful people are people that are willing to do things that other people don't wanna do and make a habit of it. I always say, by always say, I mean, I realized this a week ago, and since then I say it <laughs> um, in my dramatic Leo style. I'm like, I always say this. I haven't, I've said this for a week. But I was really feeling into, um, and this is going to take us into the terror barrier, I was really feeling into my relationship with fear. I am not someone that is not fearful. I'm actually someone that's very, very fearful. I very easily feel a lot of emotion. I very easily get very, very fearful. Um, but here's the piece, right? And here's the piece of which separates people that are successful and separates other people is that I am willing to be fearful. Do you know what I mean? I'm willing to be uncomfortable. I'm willing to feel the things that need to be felt and do the things that need to be done to take me towards my success, which means I'm willing to be scared. It's not that I'm not scared. And it's really interesting when you look at the description of courage, right? When you think of someone courageous, you think of like this big bloke, right? That's never fearful and he's just armored up. But for me, that isn't courage. For me, courage is the person that is soft and feeling, right? And has all the emotions and keeps going ahead anyway, keeps doing the things. That's true courage for me, right? Courage is not being afraid of being afraid, which sounds bananas, right? And I really see that in successful people. They're people that are willing to be in the challenge. They are people that are willing to feel the uncomfortable things. They are people that are willing to cross the terror barrier. And this is what we're gonna talk about today because every time you face a terror barrier, you have got two choices. You've got the choice to keep moving, right? Even though you're scared, keep moving. Even if you don't know 
how something's gonna work out for you. Keep moving in the direction of your desire. Keep choosing yourself, right? This is courageous. This is courageous action. If it was really, really, truly easy, everyone would do it. Or you've got the choice to, to go backwards, to go back into yourself, to retreat and create excuses in your mind for why it was never possible for you, okay? So when we just look at the whole principle of crossing the terror barrier, that it's only some people, it's only a certain type of person, not innate, because it's a decision that we can all take, that will keep going even when the fear arises. And here's the thing with the terror barrier, and I don't know if this is your understanding. When I first started studying the terror barrier, I thought it was just gonna be one moment in my life, right? The investment. Let's, let's take this house, I keep talking about the house, but I've made many, many other, I'm, before, I don't know if you guys know this, but before paying the house off, I signed up to a 35K mastermind. <laughs> so not only did I know the payment for the house was coming, not only did I know that me and my partner were separating and I was gonna have to pay the house off alone, not only did I not retreat, right? and stop investing and stop doing the things, I decided to lean into a new mastermind. And actually that mastermind was where I developed um, a lot of inner things and a lot of external habits and um, strategies that allowed me to kind of springboard and jump into my next level, right? That's a certain level of thinking, that's a certain level of doing that you know you're gonna be hit by a big financial bill and instead of going into fear and saving and I've got to know, it's like I hold the understanding of the energetic. I keep walking even though the fear is there. I was very afraid, right? I invest in the mastermind because I know that this is going to catapult my service, my impact across a lifetime. And not just that, I'm allowing myself to be supported, which I know is what a lot of a lot of people join the school of IH for it. So you could feel supported whilst you're navigating the life things. Okay, so what I want you to see in this is the terror barrier isn't just one moment when I signed the contract for the house. No, I had to keep backing that decision till I finally paid it all off, right? So the terror barrier is not just one moment in your life of uncomfortability. The terror barrier is also, you know, when ch challenge arises or let's say you're on a payment plan for a business course, Every single payment that you make for a month, every single month might be a bit of a terror barrier. And that's okay, we just wanna normalize that. We just want you to know that just because you feel those feelings, it doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. It just means that you're stretching your reality, right? And that's the moment that you get to lean in because it's actually doing this that we expand our capacity to hold on a nervous system level. Fun fact about crossing the terror barrier, is I always need more sleep. It's something that I do that really supports me. Um, when I am feeling fear, maybe it's because I'm a non-sacral being, but like when I'm really feeling fear, I will just like do my self-care practices times 10. So if that means that I sleep 10, 10, 10 hours a night for like a, a week, it's not unusual for me to sleep 10 hours a night, full stop. I think I slept about 11 last night. It's something that is part of my self-care practices. So thank God you don't have to wake up at 5 a.m. to be successful, right? But I really take a, a moment to nourish myself in that, okay? So when we talk about the terror barrier, you guys might be facing a terror barrier as you think about investing with me. But what I want you to know, this concept is gonna be applicable for your whole life, regardless if you invest with me or you don't invest with me, just so you know that meeting your edge is part of the growth process, okay? But there is a difference in meeting your edge and actually taking a leap that's too big for you to hold. And I'm gonna come back to that. I love that, yes, leaning into it rather than checking out. This is, yeah, this is really like, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? It's like, 
what feels like an easy decision in the moment, right? Like not taking the investment, not going on Instagram and doing a live, not doing the talk, playing it safe, keeping yourself safe, keeping yourself hidden. That might feel like easy in the moment, but that's got a consequence of hard in the long term. And I saw a, mem a meme about this, I can't believe I'm talking into a meme, but I am. And what's really interesting with the, the decisions that we make right now that might feel difficult, like for example, me investing in my mastermind whilst I knew I had to pay the house off and pay my team off and do all the things, right? I did on a payment plan because I didn't want to shock my nervous system to shit so I wouldn't be able to work, right? I did it in a way that felt regulated and safe for me um, while still stretching myself, even though that might have felt like the hard choice in that moment, right now I'm still reaping the rewards of it because I'm in a mastermind where I'm really, really supported. Whereas like, and I'm surrounded by people that are playing at my level or above, right? And that's, that's, that, that is everything. That is everything, you know? When I freak out, I can send a message and they have all of their support networks there. So what we have to understand is that successful people aren't afraid of doing the difficult thing in the moment, but just because you're doing a difficult thing in the moment doesn't mean that you're creating a difficult life. You're creating the life that you desire, the beautiful, abundant life, right? The life where I can be naked and run around my garden today by myself and jump in the pool like a little, like a little child, right? That's been created because of the difficult decisions that I've made and the hard conversations that I've had and the leaning in when it's uncomfortable on the way. Right, so that's something that really, really important that I want to talk about as we go into the terror barriers. Who remembers the four steps to the terror barrier? Because I'm going to loop through them. Who remembers the four steps to the terror barrier? Steph, I know you're listening, darling. I wrote a PDF for people on the terror barrier a while ago. Do you mind dropping that into the group or the chat? Because I drew some pictures for people that's supportive. <laughs> So you guys can click on that. Who remember the steps to the terror barrier? Ooh. Mm -hmm. Michelle says bondage, yes. Bondage is step one. What comes after bondage? Who remembers? If you don't, it's all good, because I'm gonna tell you, and we're gonna repeat, and I will talk about this for the rest of my life. So you're not gonna have, <laughs> you're not gonna get away from it. Um, okay, bondage, reason, conflict, and freedom. Yes, Michelle, that is perfect. You've got like a hole in one, baby. Hi, Natalie. Steph, darling, do you have the PDF so people can look at that whilst we're doing this? If not, we can drop it in the group later and you can look. And I'm just gonna show you this diagram. And I know it's gonna be backwards, loves. Um, Actually, Natalie, darling, are you here? Because I'm going to talk about you swimming on the retreat. <laughs> that was a terror barrier. So we've got bondage, we've got reason, we've got conflict, and we've got freedom. And then this is the terror barrier, okay? I know it's going to be backwards for you, but just so you can start to see this and imagine this in your mind. 
with Natalie. Natalie Z, are you there? Yeah, you're here. I'm gonna talk about, you can talk about, so Natalie on the yacht um, that we're in. So Nat Natalie doesn't swim. And we're on a yacht in the sea and she got a little floaty. And um, it was really fun to watch because Natalie kind of went through her terror barrier experience, right? But it was really beautiful because she swam, guys. Natalie Z got in the fucking sea and swam in the middle of the sea. Um, in Ibiza, first swimming, she had a little floaty and then she had a non-floaty and she had a lot of women around her like making sure that she was safe and okay. And I just like, as I'm teaching this, I just think this is not the most beautiful example of like, I can't do it, should I do it? What if I don't do it? Okay, I'm gonna get in, Wah, I'm in the sea. Like, I'm in the sea, fucking hell, I'm in the sea. And then also seeing Natalie swimming around and that's just such a beautiful image of my mind of, in my mind of freedom. When I think of freedom on the other side of the terror barrier, I'm just gonna think of Natalie swimming in the sea in Ibiza. Um, so beautiful. <laughs> that wasn't very relevant guys but that's what came to my mind okay so let's let's take this in the different stages so we can see it bondage is stage one okay what does bondage mean so bondage is really the person that um is very heavily under the weight of their conditioning so it's the person that maybe has been brought up that you need to have a family and do it this way and you need to have a sensible job because if not it's very um it's very dangerous and oh my did you hear that my speaker just went dum, dum. that's all i was thinking whilst you brought up the terror barrier were you as well okay we were both thinking about you swimming steph says she'll add it to the group asap brilliant thank you steph so bondage is kind of think of the person i'm going to make archetypes so we can really like, I'm gonna make up people so we can really conceptualize it. So, you know, they've heard that you should have a safe job and you should be, if you're a woman, married with children before, I don't know, when are we told that we have to get married with children? 35, I've been watching Love is Blind and one of the women is like, I'm 31 and I don't have a child. And I'm like, can we all pipe down for a second? I know that the body clock is a thing, but can we like, stop terrifying women? I am 30 and I'm fine with that topic. Anyway, so the, the, the conditioning is, is, is so strong. I think they were talking, I can't, I'm not gonna get into it now because this, this is a personal opinion and it's not the time, okay? So it's the conditioning is so strong and you can't see out of the conditioning and the conscious thoughts that you're thinking are the conditioning, okay? That's bondage, you trapped, in your current reality and you don't know that there's another option. That's how my parents have been brought up, right? That's how I was brought up. We didn't realize there was another option. That's stage one. Reason is really interesting. And I think a lot of people in personal development are stuck in reason. A lot of people that come to my free events, like hang out in reason because they come and their conditioning is a match to the results that they're living in their life, right? Their, their life is a match to their unconscious beliefs. So their unconscious is untouched, right? And then they, they start thinking in the free event, oh, what if I could have that for me too? That's what free events really do for people. It's like they start, we put a seed in their conscious mind and they start pondering it right and you may have had this experience with me of like what if this is possible for me right what if this is possible for me like fuck maybe but what's happening in reason is what's kate said so here is a love is blind live at some point though i'm gonna do a love is blind live 
I'm absolutely obsessed. It is like, the only reason I didn't go outside in the sun yesterday is because I had a lot of lovers blind to watch, guys. Um, I'm a big fan. <laughs> I'm gonna keep talking about it until the end of the season. I might do multiple lives. But, reason is really interesting because reason is the archetype of the dreamer. Okay, think of the person that is always like, I'm gonna do all of these things, la, 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 and they don't do them, right? Or it's the person that loves to dream, maybe on the sly, but actually hasn't started taking action yet. Because what's happening there is the desire is just in the conscious mind. The desire is just, and if you remember the stick figure and you'll see it, we've got the unconscious from the face down in the body because the body is the unconscious mind. And then the conscious mind has got Y, that's the idea of the desire, but the, the, the unconscious is X, it's not a match, nothing's going to change in that person's life, right? Just having an idea or a desire isn't enough to create change. So this is where a lot of people um, that are dipping their toe into personal development hang out. This is where a lot of people that go to, oh, am I going to say something? This really comes from love, okay? <laughs> people that go to full moon circles and they just do um, a ritual. And, but then they don't change anything in their life. Hanging out in reason, right? Not because they don't want to go towards their dreams, but maybe because they've not been educated on actually what it takes, okay? It also still feels safe to hang out with reason because it's just desire and it's no action. And then we get to the point of conflict. So conflict is really, really interesting because what takes us from reason to conflict is a decision. When I did a live with, was it Jessica? When I did a live with the, the women on the retreat in my house and we were all sat down and we were making them spin around, I think it was Jessica that said, the biggest thing that she's taken away from the School of IH is that you have to decide. It was either Jessica or Susanna, I can't remember who said it, but someone definitely said it. And um, decision is a very interesting thing because decision has an energetic consequence. When you decide, I'm gonna go for the thing, so the thing might be, Sophie, a new business for you, or um, it was Jess, thank you, Natalie, or Natalie, it could be <laughs> to join the certification program. Um, <laughs> Natalie's been in conflict about the certification program for like in a beautiful way, in a beautiful way. <laughs> She's gonna do it at some stage, but we don't know when. Um, when you make a choice that you're gonna do something, maybe it's join the school of IH, right? Or maybe it's uh, join multidimensional business and you make that choice energetically. Oh, Natalie, energetically, right? You're gonna, your, your, your system, your energetic system, this is wild that this has happened, right? When I understood this, I was like, oh, thank fucking God someone told me. I've literally not been understanding this my whole life. So what happens then is that why idea <coughs> that we're holding in consciousness starts to penetrate our unconsciousness, right? It starts to shift the body. Hi, Lauren, darling. I'm pretty sure I've just seen you join multidimensional business and that makes me so excited. Congratulations and welcome. Okay, so that why idea is starting to penetrate our unconscious mind and therefore our body and what happens on a vibrational level, because remember we are physical and we are energetic, is we start holding this X, Y vibration. 
And so this is a really interesting, okay, moment in our lives because it's like old self still exists, right? And new self is being birthed. But we're not yet the new self and we've not yet looked, up, looked after, let go of the old self. And so it's like X, old, new is Y, are, are, are coexisting, right? And so what we start to feel, and this is really interesting, is worry, fear, anxiety, and, what's, and doubt. And so most of us, when we commit and we make a big decision, and we start feeling worry, anxiety, fear, and doubt. Well, what we've been taught through Instagram psychologists, I'm sorry, I'm making jokes, guys. I just hope you understand that I'm making jokes because I am one of those people, right? Like I wear an Ibiza spiritual hat, okay? Which I just, I love my Ibiza spiritual hat. We've been told that the second that you feel fear, doubt, worry, anxiety, it means that you're doing something wrong. And so most people, when they feel that fear, that worry, that anxiety, that doubt, is that they then retreat inwards. And it's like almost this feeling of, I just put my foot out into the new life, and then I felt a little bit fried, and I got scared, and I came back. Now, if we want to create huge real-life transformation, you have to keep walking until your full vibration goes from X to Y. And this takes different amounts of time, depending on the thing, it gets shorter. The higher level of mastery that we have from this, mastery is another word for practice, guys, basically. No one is born a master. Um, I think some of us are born with different gifts, but no one's born a master. And so what's really interesting on the psychological plane, what happens is a process of reasoning. And this process of reasoning is actually what keeps a lot of people small, right? This is where people start fighting for their limitations. It's really interesting. So it's like, you know, I've gone to step forward. I've made the decision that I'm gonna commit in the course, in the offering. I've made the decision that I'm gonna commit in my actual dream. I've made the decision that I'm gonna be famous or I'm gonna be a millionaire or, or, or whatever it is you decide. And then you're hit with all of this anxiety and this fear and this worry. And so what the mind does, this is just human nature, is it makes reasons, okay, bye Kate. It makes reasons to go backwards, to go inwards, to go small, okay? Like, I, if I keep going, I'm being an irresponsible mother, or if I keep going, I'm, Instead of thinking, you know, I will pay for my rent and my team because I'm just going to use this as an opportunity to learn how to make more money, the person's mindset might say, you're irresponsible, so it's really good that you stay small. Like, play it safe. And because we've been taught, really, this paradigm of it's safe to be sorry, it's, it's, it's better to be safe than to be sorry, then usually the feedback we get around our environment is really based from that. I actually believe it's safe, <laughs> it's better to be safe than sorry, 
is some of the most dangerous advice we can give someone because people aren't going to try things and experiment. And I was reading another piece in the Bob Proctor thing that was like, you know, we came here to be human. We came here to learn through experience. But if we're trying to be safe all the fucking time, we're not going to have experience to learn from, right? I failed a lot, but I'm not a failure because I keep going, right? I made a lot of mistakes. I've made a lot of decisions that are very questionable. <laughs> especially questionable to the outside world, right? But it's like part of the terror barrier is also knowing how to back yourself and keep making those moves forward. And so when we look between, and we're playing now in, in this place of reason to conflict to freedom, what's the difference between someone that's hanging out? Because a lot of people then spend their life in conflict and reason it's like I'm gonna go for it but no I'm not gonna go for it I'm gonna go for it but what if they think this about me I'm gonna go for it or someone said something rude on Instagram so it's this kind of yo-yo of I'm sticking my nose out right but I'm not fully I'm not fully out you know and I think about I think about Natalie and the swimming and the yacht thing and it was it was inc it was incredible to, to watch guys it was amazing because she, she swam and like it came from nowhere but it would have been very different if Natalie stuck a toe in and then gone back into the boat, stuck another toe in. Well, she wouldn't have had that experience of freedom of swimming. Sensibly, she did get in the sea with a floaty. She didn't just dive in and drown, okay? That's not what I'm recommending in your life either. We do not need to drown <laughs> at any stage to go for our dreams, okay? There is a process of like safety and regulation as we go. But if Natalie had just been like, okay, I'm just going to get my calf wet, she wouldn't have been swimming at the end. But she actually jumped in with the floaty and she did the swimming and then she let go of the floaty and it was really, it was just incredible, okay? And so there are many stages in this whole process where she could have backed out and she could have gone inwards and she could have freaked out. And she didn't. And that's why she experienced that moment of, of freedom, right? Swimming around like a little fishy. I want to be very clear that we had people around Natalie. We weren't just like chucking her in the sea being like, on your Todd, mate, like, <laughs> there was carefulness with this, right? So I want you to be really honest with yourself. Are you tiptoeing towards your dream? Because it's better to be safe than sorry. Or are you actually taking strides? Because that is, okay? So when you go from conflict to freedom, the big shift, guys, is that you keep walking in the direction of your new self. You keep taking action from your new self. You keep holding belief. You keep holding faith. You keep trusting. Right? Even when you've got an XY vibration and you're like, I don't even know who the fuck I am today. I don't know if you guys have had that experience where you're going through a transformation and you're like, I just, I don't even know who I be anymore. <laughs> it's like Sophia said, I be goo. I just, I be goo. Right? Being in that XY and deciding to keep forward is like a willingness to be goo so you can become butterfly, right? If we're gonna use that analogy. And so I'm just gonna read you a little bit here about what Bob Proctor says um, about how we cross the terror barrier. So you can actually read this step by step. And this is written for you in the PDF that stepped, popped in the chat. Oh, Natalie's put a little fish. Um, so you guys can see this and then we're gonna go through it. So as I'm reading this, I want you to contemplate what is, your, what is your terror barrier right now? What is the thing that you wanna do that you're scared to do, 
right? What is it? Is it a dream? Is it that you want to join the school of IH? Is it that you want to join multidimensional business? Is it that you want to join the mastermind or become a one-to-one -one client? And all of these things feel like edge. My real recommendation with, um, with investment is that you find an edge, but not something that's going to drown you, okay? Because that will actually defeat the purpose. If it's too much and it's too overwhelming, um, that can have, like, that, we just don't want to do that. That's not fun. I've done that. I've done that because I've got a tendency to really, um, but I don't think I've ever not landed my jump. I just like big jumps, guys. <laughs> um, Natalie says, decide and jump in with a floaty and trust that everything works out for you because it does. It's my advice. Yay, Natalie. Yeah, that's what we should say. Jump <laughs> with a floaty. Um, the school of IH is kind of your floaty, guys. It's so much easier to do this when you're supported by an infrastructure of people that are already doing this and people that have experience in this, okay? But this is the, the process that Bob Proctor, I wanna repeat everything that I'm teaching today is really Bob Proctor's work. This isn't my work, it's his phenomenal course, Thinking Into Results, which I know a lot of very, very successful people have done, right? Bob Proctor's life's work was just a tremendous impact on the planet. So, he talks about in, in the terror barrier, the difference between someone that crosses the terror barrier and doesn't is the difference between ignorance. So it's someone that's not been educated on this principle, like most of us, like me two years ago, right? And changing it to knowledge. And so that's what we're doing now. It's this whole process of education, right? And um, okay, so he says, the opposite of doubt and worry is understanding. Understanding exists on a conscious level. So just to deepen that for you, when you're in that X, Y vibration, your job is to study on a conscious level the, um, the laws of the universe, because if you're understanding how this is working from your conscious mind, that soothes doubt, right? That's why this, this work isn't a four-day workshop. This work is, and how we do with the School of IH is consistency, listening to it again and again and again, because as we go through transformation, doubt and worry is going to appear and understanding is what changes the frequency in the body okay so understanding leads to an emotional state which is faith so understanding study listening to this is shifting our frequency emotion is frequency it's the same same thing okay to faith faith is expressed on a physical level as well-being that's a good vibration well-being is never suppressed it is expressed the individual is sending out good energy to the universe and of course the universe rewards them by sending good energy back the expression that expression is what leads to energetic momentum that momentum is commonly referred to as a state of acceleration all of this happens because the body is in a good vibration and that's the polar opposite to dis-ease. That is ease, okay? This enables a person to continue moving into a creative vibration, okay? So, you know, when I did the live around like, you know, everyone says money comes to you, this is true and not true. This is true if when that doubt and worry is coming up after an investment, and then you, you start doing the work to program the understanding, right? Which leads to faith and well-being. 
then the money is going to come to you, baby, and much more than the money is going to come to you. A surplus of money is going to come to you because you're going to enter right a state of acceleration, which is a creative state. This is what I really feel that I'm being tapped into right now at a higher level than ever before. And I'm like, oh my God, everything is just happening like faster than I can imagine. And it's extraordinary. And it's and what it's taken me from where I was to where I am, which this is not what my reality used to be. My reality used to be very anxious and very stress-filled, okay? It's study. It's study. It's learning these laws, it's practicing, it's rehearsing, it's shifting my unconscious consistently in time, however long it takes. Now the difference is because whether or not you join a course in the school of IH is fine, it's really good to understand this second bit okay what happens when we're the person that's constantly between um conflict and reason and we're stuck in that kind of like xy vibration we're stuck in the doubt and the the disbelief and we're stuck in the not trusting life this is what Bob Proctor says. So when doubt and worry registers on the conscious level, so conscious mind, we're doubting and we're worried, okay? The doubt will become internalized. So it will seep into our unconscious realms and it creates fear on a subconscious level. So the frequency that that person is then living in is a, not a frequency of faith, it's a frequency of fear. A frequency of faith magnetizes that which you desire, whether it's a relationships, health, love, money, I don't know, a person to work on your team, okay? If you're in faith, you're magnetic to your desires, you're a creator. If you're on fear, that fear must be expressed the only way that it can be, which is through the body. The fear moves into a vibration which is more commonly referred to as anxiety, okay? People, he says, don't tend to express anxiety, so it's internalized. I want you to know that if you are in doubt and fear and you are experiencing anxiety, in the School of IH we teach a lot of somatic tools, especially in the month that we're going into, to release anxiety from the body. So even if we feel anxiety, it is possible to release anxiety. It's just moving energy through the body. But more commonly than not, people aren't comfortable with their emotions, so people don't express anxiety, they suppress anxiety. This is really interesting, guys, because Bob Proctor teaches this very much on an energetics basis. I teach this from the nervous system and the hormonal system. This is fucking true. Like they, we've got the mechanics to what I'm gonna say, to how anxiety creates dis-ease in the body and it fucking does. So the anxiety is suppressed. Suppression turns into depression. Depression is actually anger turned inward, okay? Depression leads to disease. The mechanics there are a nervous system that is stuck in like acceleration basically, leading to all of the different stages of step stress, which leads to different health problems. There's more to this, I'm just gonna say it that, okay? The disease exp is expressed in the body, which causes the body to break down and move into a state better known as disintegration. So he talks about living in a state of doubt, fear, and ignorance is actually correlated with dis-ease in the body. Now, what is really extraordinary, it's through learning these laws and choosing to have faith not only are you gonna magnetize more to your life, right? But you're actually gonna heal the health of your body. Like for me, that is just remarkable. And it's something, you know, I've experienced in my healing journey. I had quite a few chronic health problems when my mum was ill. Even though I had like a spotless diet, I was very obsessive about my food and my exercise. I have a far like less regimented diet. I can't eat what I want when I wanna eat. Uh, it's bloody wonderful. 
and I'm a lot healthier than I was a few years ago, even though I am older, even though I don't have all of the really routines that I used to have around health, and what it is it that my body is continuously less and less stressed and more and more relaxed. And it's still a journey for me because I really come from a place of chronic stress and really extreme burnout, right? So this is not something that's done overnight. This piece, being able to live in fear has been one of the, sorry, live in faith has been one of the foundations to improving my nervous system health, right? On an energetic financial standpoint, what I want you to see is when you're radiating in faith, you're a creator, right? You're magnetic. When you're radiating in fear, you can be doing this work, but you're not gonna have the same allure. You're not gonna have the same magnetism. So just by shifting our state from fear to faith, right? And crossing the terror barrier and doing the work, you're actually magnetizing more good into your life. And that's, that's where I'm gonna leave it with the theory for the terror barrier. But we're gonna work through your terror barrier right now. Before we go through that, does anyone have any questions? And if you don't have a question, but you've already thought of what you wanna work through in the terror barrier, please drop an emoji. And we're gonna do the journal exercises, babies. You've got your thing that is scaring you that you want to work through. Let me know. Oh, Pen, you're there too, darling. Hi, Pen. Michelle's got a dancing woman. Natalie's got a slice of pizza. Babe, love me a slice of pizza. The lady, I'm just going to tell you another unsolicited story about my life that no one asked for. Uh, the lady who cooks my food, Abby, she's in this group actually, wonderful woman. She makes me pizza with gluten free bases, and it's just the most brilliant delight that has popped into my life. Okay, Sophie's got her green heart, brilliant. I'll give the rest of you a couple more minutes. And just making sure you've got pen and you've got paper, okay? And we're gonna do this together. already got your thing whilst everyone else is thinking of their thing I'm just going to ask you this is the exact question sounds delicious I could have pizza for breakfast yet yeah. no me too I have like no food rules of food uh, food rules I could eat anything for any meal <laughs> like I'm a very strange eater <laughs> okay what we're journaling on and what I want you guys to be thinking about right Okay, bye Lauren, darling. Big kiss. You're so welcome. What I want you guys to be thinking about is that, and I'm going to read this word for word because I love actually how he puts this. If you knew you had all of the talent 
okay? All of the ability and all of the resources that you require to accomplish something beyond that which you are working on, what would your goal be? So if you had all the talent, the ability and resources, so when he talks about resources, what he means is time and money. So let's say in a world where time and money is infinite, which is our world, but, okay, and you had all the talent and the ability and you were born for this, what would your goal be? And I'm gonna spend two minutes, I'm gonna give you two minutes to write this down, that's it, because I want you to move and think with this fast, okay? Let it be seen on your paper. Oh, Pen. Pen was with us this year. Yeah. What's your next goal, Pen? Of course, Sophie. So the question is, if you had all of the talent, right, the ability and the resources, so by resources, I mean time and money, unlimited, what would your goal be? What would you desire? One more minute.
you don't have to pen you can share them here but this is really for yourself so you don't you don't have to share them but you can so it's up to you honey okay if you're not done with this what you can always do is pause so if you feel like you've got more to write just pause me and then unpause me <laughs> i've got something in my teeth what can we do So what we're gonna start to do is I want you to start getting we're gonna start building a bigger picture on this desire, on this goal, on this thing that you want to create. And we're gonna play what Bob Proctor calls the if game. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna write if, and then you're gonna put your big outrageous goal there, this would happen afterwards. So like here with the house. If I pay for the house in full, this would happen. And I want you to write all of the good things there, not your worst case scenarios, all of the good things that could come from it. And what I want you to just be aware of in yourself is that you're not getting emotionally involved with it yet, you're just playing with it. We've formed a why idea. We're just playing with it. We're just intrigued. We're just seeing what would happen. What would happen? I bought the home, if I went for my dream to do X, Y, and Z, like this.
One more minute here. What are all of the good things that would happen? Pausing me, if you need to. We're now going to start to play a game mentally with yourself. And you're going to imagine, and last time we did this, we had this really fun idea that I want you to imagine that it can either be a friend or it can be someone that you really respect. I think we had like people writing letters from like Beyonce. <laughs> Stuff for themselves. Um, so just pick a person that you really, really respect. And... I want you to write a letter from them, right? As if they've just looked at all of the benefits that you would get for going for your dreams, right? And now they're gonna write you a letter or a written report on advising you how silly it would be to not step out of your comfort zone and step into action. What would this person say to you? So if you're Oprah or Beyonce, or whatever person that you are choosing to write from. You're writing a letter to you. As if you've just read all the benefits that you would get for going through your dreams. And this whole letter is really how silly you would be. And how regretful you'd be if you didn't go for your dreams. And you stayed in comfort. And we're going to go over as always. So I'm going to give you probably five minutes for this one because it's a wee bit longer. And if you want to share who you're going to write your letter from, I think we would all be in a lot of amusement to read that. That would be lovely. And I'm going to get snacked, guys, because I'm teaching in the school by H a little bit and I need to make sure that I'm fed. So whilst you're writing that for five minutes, I'm going to get snacked.
How are we going with letters? Stack is being heated. The next bit is my favorite bit. Pause in me, if you need a little bit longer, with your things, with your letter. I think it would be fun if you shared on the Facebook group later your letters. I'd love to see them and who they're from. But now what we're going to do is, and this is an internal step, so I want you to look at those big goals that big thing that you've committed to doing and I want you to make a decision, an internal decision and you're going to make a decision to step forward. You're going to make a decision to keep going towards that thing. You're going to make a decision that you're going to burst through the terror barrier. You're going to make a decision to become emotionally involved with your big goal because it's emotional involvement that takes the goal from conscious to unconscious, right? Conscious mind, we can call as non-emotional mind and unconscious mind is emotional mind. I want you to notice that as you decide that you're gonna go towards this thing, this is it, you're doing it. Nothing's stopping you. Notice that fear, doubt and worry is very likely to be speeding straight to your mind. Okay, <clears throat> so instead of pushing them away and suppressing our anxiety, like many of us have been taught to do or we've got a habit of doing, we're just gonna hold a space and you're just gonna journal on your fears and your doubts and your worries. You're just gonna get them down on your journal. All of the worst case scenarios that are coming to your head, all of the terrible things that could potentially happen, when we're gonna write that down. And I'm gonna get a snack. We both put some music on. Love that perspective. Really fun to write. Yeah. fears, doubts and worries and I really want to encourage you to do this whole process because the idea to shift this is that we do the whole process even if it takes a little bit of a time knowing that sometimes time's an interesting thing this might feel like a bit of time to be working through the terror barrier 
but it's going to save you a lot of time in the future if you allow yourself to burst through the terror barrier instead of slowly edging and going back and edging and going back, you know? However ridiculous the fear or the doubt or the worry is, letting it come out. We're not suppressing, we're expressing. One more minute to really make sure you get out all of those fears and worries, doubts, worst case scenario thinking. 
for everyone coming on, they must be like, oh, it's just about a, eating a bowl of rice on a live. We're doing an exercise, guys. <laughs> Hi, Jodie. I didn't just decide to do a live whilst eating some rice. There is a purpose behind this. <laughs> I wonder if Steph, you can put the questions in the chat. me you can before coming back to the screen <sighs> okay let's talk about worst case scenarios so what's really really interesting about worst case scenarios is very often we don't do things because we're scared of things in our minds that we don't realize that we're scared of these fears these doubts and worries that you have put down. Maybe you're scared that you won't be able to pay rent. Maybe you're scared that your family will laugh at you. Maybe you're scared that you might have to work harder for a couple of months. Maybe you're scared that you'll have to work in front of people and you may bomb. Um, there are many, 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 many things that you can be scared of and something that's really set me free, and this is a very new awareness, guys, is that I recently manifested a lot of my worst case scenarios. And I've taught the terror barrier many times, but I've never taught it since manifesting my worst case scenarios. And I used to always say like, you know, even your worst case scenarios aren't that bad. And after living a few of my worst case scenarios, it's been very strange because I feel like I'm suddenly free. It's like I had to pay off the house by myself and, and me and my partner separated. I don't know if the separation will be forever. I don't know if we'll get back together, but we did separate and we're not fully back together. And we did separate for a period of time. <laughs> and I know I'll keep talking about this, but it's so poignant in the lessons that I teach. and. like when the worst case scenario happened it no longer had control over me it happened and my lesson was even if the very 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 worst happens I will be okay and when you realize whatever happens that you will be okay there's just this new level of courage that is born, this new level of resilience, highly darling, that is born and I'm gonna get intense on you as I always do. And I remember when my mom passed away, we tried everything to help her not pass away from cancer. We did all forms of treatments and when she did pass away, that for me at the time 
felt like the worst case scenario. But my mother's passing was one of the most beautiful passings and deaths. It was so peaceful. It wasn't suffering in any way. It was, it was beauty. It shook me and my father. We never expected. Everyone talks about death being this horrendous event. And we were so moved by it at the end. We went, wow, mum just taught us how to die. I feel still so privileged that she was raw and vulnerable enough to, to pass away in front of us. Lots of people wait till their relatives aren't there. And that she would do it with such grace and, and humility. And so the worst case scenario for a lot of people is death, right? What's the worst thing that, I can, that can happen if someone dies? And something that my mother felt really passionate about is that when you talk about cancer, it's always the fight against cancer, right? Or I'm gonna win the fight against cancer. And she felt that almost unconsciously, subliminally, there was shaming towards people that were like, well, it's terminal, I'm gonna die. <laughs> you know, it was kind of almost like our medical system is against death. But, and will prolong life regardless of the suffering of the individual. And when you're actually faced with someone that is very, very ill, that might choose palliative care or euthanasia or these things, you know sometimes the most grateful choice is death. And something that my mum felt very passionately about was that her death wasn't the worst case scenario. It was a beautiful thing and she was so ready to go. She was like, just off. Just honestly, it was not traumatic. Her illness was traumatic. Her passing was not traumatic. It was miraculous it was incredible beautiful one of the most beautiful moments of my life and probably will be for the rest of my life anyway i'd spent about three years trying to force that to not happen i was so terrified i wasn't living my life you know what if mum passes away what if this most terrible thing happens and when the worst case scenario happened and she did pass away it was like even death is okay there is nothing that has felt more peaceful than that as a realization. And I truly believe that's why I'm able to take risks as I take risks as a lifestyle. They don't even feel like risks very often anymore because I'm like, okay, blah, blah, blah. Like, what's the worst that I could happen? I can die. If I die, it's still fine. Like, <laughs> I just, When we're okay with the worst case scenario happening, we're set free. And that's really the intention of this work. You know? Manifestation isn't just about having a perfect life, it's being able to take bold and courageous action, knowing that we can handle the best case and we can handle the worst case scenario. We intention the best case the work that we do is to create more of the best case. But there's an underlayer of trusting and knowing that, you know, if the money didn't come, or if, for me, I ended up having to pay the house off by myself, or my relationship broke down, I always know that I'm okay, because I have trust and I have faith in life and the process of life. So as we do this terror barrier work, I want you to really reflect on it. You're like, Johan, we're doing a terror barrier. Why are you talking about death again? Um, 
I want you to reflect on those fears and, and doubts and worries and I just want you to acknowledge or ask yourself if that happened would I be okay? If these happened and my family disagreed and someone heckled me or if I got it wrong the first time or if it took me a year to make back my investment instead of two months or if my first million takes me three years or five years instead of one year are you gonna be okay is the risk gonna be worth it because if it is keep going the big realization that I've had is that my fears and doubts aren't even that bad. And then the fear subsides on its own. Because you know, whatever happens, you've got it. Natalie says, wow, so powerful. Rachel says, even when I'm working, I'll have you on in the background because I know there'll always be something that you say that will create expansion. Rachel, you are everything, so that's what you're doing. You're listening to this whilst you're working. Amazing. Yeah. So because death is a beginning as much as it's an ending, I feel it's so connected to the terror barrier. We experience a death of our old self and we're reborn into our next version of ourselves. So beautiful and poignant, Natalie, because that is it. This is it. 100% this is it so this is the final step for crossing the terror barrier we have to decide to take action we look at our fears and doubts and we think okay I can deal with potential disappointment I can deal with having to pay the house off by myself I can deal with can deal with it and if you truly believe that you can deal with the worst case scenario you're ready to take action and you're ready to cross that terror barrier and you're ready to manifest the best case scenario ironically okay this is wild the second that you stop fearing the worst case scenario is the second that you stop attracting it I learned that this summer <laughs> so I want you to write down at least three action steps that you're going to take that is intelligent action that is taking you towards what you desire. Maybe it's buying a course and you continue with me and you allow yourself to be supported. Maybe it's decided not to, also good, but instead what you're going to do is you're going to do a presentation to a board of CEOs about your business idea. Maybe it's you're gonna write a really scary email that could hook you up with the right contacts. Whatever it is, I want you to choose three things to help you burst through the terror barrier. And I want you to commit to those things. And I'm gonna give you five minutes so we finish by 4.30. Maybe if you want to be accountable, you can share them with the group. 
I'm gonna go back to my courgettes. <laughs> says book new headshots contact a vocal court coach and inform 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 brilliant i love that sophie i'll give everyone else a couple of minutes to do that
anyone else like to share? Their four actions. always drop them in the chat later or share them on the group. Okay. So thank you everyone for hopping on and doing this process with me. I hope you've taken something poignant for your day and your life and generally the next decisions that you need to make. All bonuses for the School of IH and everything else in the CERT and the Mastermind, everything ends tomorrow. Uh, we've had a few people um, sign up and pay today, which is really brilliant. We'll start celebrating you all over today and tomorrow. I trust that if you're in, you're the type of person that's going to send me or the team a DM. You're going to ask the questions, you're going to ask for the links, and you're going to take the action that you need to take to step across the terror barrier and into your dreams. I think I have shared all that needs to be shared on the ways that we can serve you in the school. And um, yeah, this is our final live. So it's been such a pleasure to be here with you guys if you're watching this now or on the replay. And I can't wait to continue working with you. <laughs> Natalie and Sophie there. Natalie and Sophie like, I am in the school of age. I am also on every other live everywhere, <laughs> which I love. So many people, Rachel is the same. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure journeying with you all. And this is my final free event of the year. So if you want to keep being in connection and contact, find me on Instagram. That's where I'm going to be doing daily lives. Um, or yeah, come sign up to something else that we're doing. <laughs> Sophie says, I'm having a very Hannah-filled study date. Sophie, you've listened to me on Instagram, you've listened to me here, and now you're going to be listening to me in an hour and a half as we do the recording in the School of Age. I think it might be the same for Rachel and for Natalie, which is hilarious. I'm like, what did you do today? I just listened to Hannah for five hours. Jesus Christ. We don't usually have a two-hour workshop. We don't usually have an hour and a half here and like 30 minutes on Instagram. So it's like I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in, baby. You are, Natalie said that she can't wait. This is amazing. This is hilarious. So I will see loads of you on the School of IH in an hour and a half. And for the rest of you, I will see you where I see you. It's been a pleasure. And I'm sending you all so much love. Bye.